Uh, good morning, welcome to a taste of Chumash. It is Parsha's Va'era. In the previous Parsha, Moshe is charged with the mission of redeeming the Jewish people, and of course, the first time he is not met with success. He comes to Pharaoh, he tells him to let the Jewish people go, and Pharaoh not only does not agree, but he makes the slavery worse. The Jewish people stop getting straw, they have to maintain the same quota, and the Jewish people are crushed after being so excited about the possibility of redemption. It's like you suddenly pop that balloon and all that passion goes away. Hashem reassures Moshe and says, Moshe, just wait. What you are about to witness is greater than anything that has happened in history until now. This generation will be privy to the greatest miracles and revelations. Just hold on a little bit longer. Have patience. You know, when the patriarchs were met with the setback right away, they didn't challenge my ways. They didn't ask questions. Why, Moshe? Are you immediately telling me? Why did you send me? And the situation has only gotten worse. And Hashem tells Moshe and Aaron, To go back to the Jewish people, let them know the time of redemption has gotten close. Hashem uses four different expressions of redemption. Take you out of Egypt. I will save you. I will redeem you. And I will take you in to be my people. And up until today, these four expressions of redemption become the four cups of wine that we have at the Seder. Unfortunately, when Moshe comes to the Jews and tells them, Folks, this is for real. Redemption is just moments away. Sadly, the Jewish people don't listen. They didn't listen to Moshe. They couldn't believe they had shortness of breath because of the horrific labor. They just didn't have in themselves at that moment the ability to listen. Not because they were not believers, but because they were so crushed by the work simply were not open to a message of redemption at that moment. And when Hashem tells Moshe to go back to Parai, Moshe says, how am I going to have any success with Parai? Even the Jewish people, my own people didn't listen to me. How would Parai listen to me, let alone the fact that I stutter and have a difficult time speaking? And of course, Hashem reassures him, Moshe, you are my messenger. Just do as you are told. And at this time, the Torah continues and gives us the lineage of Moshe and Aaron, how we got to this point. We go back to the 12 tribes, and we mention the first of the tribes is Reuven, and all of Reuven's children, and then all of Shimon's children, and then all of Levi's children, until we come down to Moshe's own parents, Yocheved and Amram, who give both birth first to Miriam, and then Aaron, and then Moshe, these are the same Moshe and Aaron that are now going to be appearing before Pare, asking for permission for the Jewish people to leave Egypt. And the commentators point out that the Torah reiterates their lineage at this point in order to emphasize the point that in Judaism, our holiest people are men and women. They aren't angels. They aren't godlike figures. They were born from a regular union between a man and a woman. And that is why the Torah highlights at this point that Moshe is about to be the messenger through whom so many miracles are happening, we should understand that while Moshe is going to be the greatest prophet and a holy, holy individual, he too is immortal. He too is a person of flesh and blood. But for today's spiritual takeaway, I want to go back to Moshe's argument to Hashem. Moshe argues to Hashem, how in the world am I going to have any success at giving a parry a message if my own people, the Jewish people, do not believe me? 
and he utilizes what will be famous in all of the Talmud as what is called a Kal Vachomer. It is one of the methodologies through which interpretation happens in the Talmud, and the principle is very simple. If something will not apply in a lighter situation, for sure it will not apply in a more stringent situation. If I'm not able to lift 100 pounds, certainly I will not be able to lift 200 pounds. If a person wouldn't be believed in this argument, for sure the court wouldn't believe them in an even greater claim, so on and so forth. This is called a Kal Vachomer. And yet, when you look at Moshe's argument, the Kal Vachomer does not seem to be a classical Kal Vachomer, because there is indeed a difference. You can't just say, just because the Jewish people didn't believe Moshe, certainly Pari wouldn't believe Moshe. There's a difference. The Jewish people didn't believe in Moshe because they were crushed. Their spirit was shattered. They were not in a place to listen. So just because the Jewish people were receptive to that message, would that necessarily mean that Pari would not listen either? That would be like saying, I'm not able to lift 50 pounds on a day that I'm feeling sick, therefore I'm not able to lift 100 pounds on a day that I'm feeling fully healthy. Not necessarily. Can you make that claim? So what is the Kalva Homer here? And the Hasidic masters give a beautiful interpretation that is so timely today. What Moshe was saying is that the heart of Pari travels through the heart of the Jewish people. If he isn't able to persuade his own people that they are ready for redemption, there is no way that power will get the message because the only when the Jewish people are truly convinced internally, then at that point, that energy will transfer over to Pare. As a parent, you see this so true that if you yourself are not convinced of a message, you have absolutely no shot at conveying something to a child. It is only when you truly, authentically have an idea resonate deeply with you and you live your life that way, then you have a shot at communicating it to someone else. So often, lecturers, speakers make this mistake and they think so deeply, how can I give this message over to someone else? Well, in truth, it begins with, How can I have this idea seep deeply inside of me so it resonates so deeply that it will be a compelling message to someone else? And it exists on a global scale as well. So many people are afraid to say certain truths to the non-Jewish world about Israel or even about our Jewish identity to perform certain mitzvot and we don't know how to say it and we think about the best way to say it. But in truth is, if we truly get it, That's the best way the world will get it. If we feel it in our bones, the world will respond. It's easy to blame the world for not listening, but sometimes the best thing to do is to look in the mirror and to say, am I truly living this way authentically myself? Or am I perhaps projecting my own inner shame when it comes to this topic? Just saying in order for Pirate to hear this message, the Jewish people have to change their paradigm. They have to cease to tolerate the lie and the corruption of the slavery and exile. To look at themselves as free people on a mission from Hashem to receive the Torah at Sinai. <laughs> Thank you.